I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, a physician and voice technology futurist. Voice First Technology is rapidly becoming the operating system of our lives, and it will completely revolutionize the way we experience healthcare. Let's talk voice. Voice First Health, the future of health is voice. Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of Voice First Health. If you are interested in speech recognition and how this can help clinicians in particular, you do not want to miss this podcast episode. Today, I am speaking with Ryan Plash, and he is the VP of Growth and Strategy at Sekera, and they are a company that basically is tackling the holy grail, as far as I'm concerned, of medical documentation. They're using their own speech recognition model and AI to tackle the issue of clinicians being in a room and having to chart their notes on a computer while they're interacting with a patient, which of course is not an ideal situation. And so their product, Sekera, is a voice assistant that's listening to the interaction and the documentation is being recorded on their behalf and then being transcribed into the EHR. This is fantastic technology and it really does address one of the biggest complaints, one of the biggest pain points that clinicians have. And I can tell you this from personal experience. So it gives me great pleasure to welcome Ryan Plash to the podcast and for him to share some of his knowledge and some of the things that they are doing at Sekera with you, the listener. So without any further ado, uh, let's welcome Ryan. Hey there, Ryan. It is great to have you on the podcast here. Thanks so much for joining me and the listeners today. Thanks, Terry. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's start off with learning a little bit about you, Ryan. I'd love for you to tell listeners a little bit about who you are and what your background is. Sure. Um, I've been in healthcare about 22 years. Uh, this is the only industry I've known. And uh, I've worked in a variety of uh, roles over the years, primarily in business development and uh, sales leadership, and uh, a little hand in marketing as well. Uh, I most recently um, left a, uh, a startup called MedStreaming. It was a cardiovascular all-in-one and uh, revenue cycle management and registry platform uh, serving the ambulatory uh, community. And uh, before that, I had some startup experience in the Bay Area uh, with some software-based uh, medical devices and uh, spent uh, the first five, 10 years of my career uh, doing medical devices in, in the uh, realm of diagnostic imaging. Awesome. So there's a lot of uh, good experience that you can uh, bring to this uh, medical field. Now, we met at HIMSS for the first time in person, uh, but I've been following what the company Sekera has been doing for a while. And I was, well, number one, I was really excited to meet you and, and uh, learn a little bit more about what you're doing firsthand. But also, as, as I said to you then, what you're tackling here could potentially be the holy grail for what physicians are going through. So can you give us a little bit of background about, um, you know, the company, what it is, how did it form, you know, what, what's the story behind the company? Sure. Be happy to do so. Uh, so, uh, Sikero, it was formed in 2015 and founded by, um, Dr. Harjinder Sandhu and, uh, Harjinder is, uh, a, uh, university trained computer science professor and, he was uh, formerly the CTO at Nuance. Nuance is um, one of the top uh, speech rec platforms in, in the industry, if you're familiar with. Right. And uh, Harjinder uh, was, was closely following uh, some of the trends in the industry and, uh, around speech. And um, 
specifically both Amazon and, um, of course, Apple and Google, and uh, sought out to build a platform that uh, he really thought would be transformative in the patient care and physician uh, uh, encounter. And so Sekera uh, is, is a virtual assistant, and it's designed primarily, at least right now, uh, to um, create a comprehensive clinical note during a patient and uh, uh, physician encounter and uh, doing it naturally in an ambient uh, type of environment, which means uh, that uh, the physician uh, doesn't have to uh, uh, look at a computer screen anymore, doesn't have to click and, and use keyboards. Since one of our, our goals is to kind of return a physician back to the joy uh, of medicine. Uh, so Sikara currently is um, deployed over um, a, a smartphone. Uh, right now we're running on top of Apple. And uh, so most physicians uh, have phones and have access to this technology. So it's readily available. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and, and they no longer are tethered than to the computer screen. They can uh, chart and, and create a uh, do all their clinical documentation just via their phone. That's great. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, and I hate to admit this, but you know, I'm, I'm guilty sometimes of looking at my screen, and, you know, trying to jot some notes down when I'm with my patients. And I try to be very conscious of not doing that. But with a really busy day and uh, trying to get through a lot of paperwork and charting, sometimes I have to admit, I find it more efficient to do that while I'm with the patient. And, you know, I know, I know it's not, it's not a great interaction. And, um, so what you're trying to tackle here, I think, it really, really is uh, is a remarkable thing. So can you sort of set the stage? How does this actually work? So if, if, if I want to use this, I, I have this app on my phone, and I walk into the room. Can you sort of just lay that out? How does it work? Sure. So Secara um, is integrated with all the major EHRs, um, although to, to begin with, we can operate in a disconnected mode as well and, and do it manually. But for the most part, the, the uh, physician to walk into the encounter like they normally would, um, and on their phone, they'll have a uh, work list, basically a schedule for the day that uh, we, we pull from the EHR. And they would just simply simply uh, select that patient, uh, set the phone down. They can put it on a stand or just put it on the table. Uh, just needs to be in the, the general vicinity. And they would uh, they can turn on uh, our platform. Uh, we call her Kara. Kara is our AI, short for care. And uh, they can either uh, ask Kara to listen or they can simply just press the, the on button and start recording. And so uh, the, the physician, really, this is a hands-free uh, kind of uh, charting experience. They simply would, would press on and uh, we are listening to the uh, conversation. And then when they're done with the encounter, after they finish the exam, they simply just uh, press it off. And at that point, uh, they're, they're finished. There's, there's no special magic words that they have to use. Um, in fact, they can even use some layman's terms because we understand uh, the medical, several medical disciplines and well, we have all the, you know, the medical dictionary in place. But um, they, can, they can document in any order, uh, whether they want to start uh, with the physical first and then the history and vice versa through the plan and order. And uh, essentially would just communicate to the patient as they normally would. Uh, the big uh, change or difference in their workflow is that they have to, you know, we're, we're not in the room. We can't see into the room. We're just listening to the conversation. So uh, for the most part, the physician just needs to uh, verbalize 
what they're thinking. And, and that would be probably the only major change they would have to um, do in their workflow that's using Sekiro. So that's interesting. So it's listening to the encounter and mm-hmm. it's hearing. So in my case, it would be here. It would hear me speak. It would hear the patient speak, pre- uh, presumably. Um, talk to me a little bit about the like the NLP, the natural language understanding and processing, and what what goes sure. behind that in terms of you know there's a patient in the room. Maybe there's even like a, another person with that patient, a support person, or sure. what's what's going on behind the scenes there. So we're primarily listening to the physician because of their constant uh, each day, and and ultimately uh, they're going to be placing orders and potentially referrals and and uh, and um, other recommendations for the treatment plan. Uh, we do record the patient's voice, um, although you know, with all the hype around AI, uh, most AI right now is, is is narrow, and we're very focused on in areas where we think we can make a major contribution. And so, our we have our own speech and speech rec engine um, combined with our uh, NLP platform, and then our own unique uh, AI algorithms. But in the background. Uh, is we're we're listening, as I said, to the uh, physician. Uh, the phone will buffer some of that, and then it's synchronized to the cloud. And we partner with industry uh, uh, leaders like Amazon and, uh, and and Microsoft Azure, which are both secure and HIPAA compliant and encrypted. Uh, but that uh, so all the physician needs is a uh, internet signal, whether it's cell or or Wi-Fi, and so that's happening in the background. And uh, and then we are processing that information, and well, we have what's referred to as an augmented AI. As I mentioned earlier, AI is not perfect, and deep learning specifically uh, is highly reliant on um, large data sets to train it. And the, um, the groundwork we're trying to do is pretty transformative, right, in a, in a natural setting like this, between a natural conversation with the physician and patient, there, there's, there's not much data historically in the medical industry to train uh, the, the, the deep learning algorithms, and so we, we, uh, our model is a augmented model where we have the AI or the machine learning doing the kind of first processing, and then we have uh, a, a team that QAs the data for uh, intent, uh, um, formatting, structure, and terminology to ensure 100% accuracy. And then that that feed that 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 QA process also serves as a feedback loop to help the machine learn and to advance to so that it understands at a much faster rate. That's interesting. I was just listening to a podcast on another uh, voice uh, voice podcast, and I was hearing uh, uh, somebody doing something similar in Israel, but for um, specifically in the legal uh, sector, and. Oh, it- um, so that's really interesting because they said they had a sort of a quality assurance uh, a person as well, and they said that helps to train their their uh, speech recognition model as well. So that sounds like that's what's going on here as well. So the more it's used, the more accurate it becomes. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. Now that's all transparent to the users. Day one, out of the box, as we say, the um, the provider is experiencing a fully automated uh, workflow, hands free, with you know with no typing or clicking. But in the background, uh, that's that's what's happening in terms of the architecture and, and methodology. Great. And just to clarify, so are you, you're not getting, or are you getting a complete transcript of the entire conversation, or are you getting 
essentially note form statements typical to what I or, or what another physician would actually write in their chart? So uh, we are generating the full narrative, but uh, we build uh, a, we, we collect um, the data, the audio data, obviously convert it to text and then map it uh, through NLP. And we build patterns or we call concepts um, based on the, diff- the, the, the conversation flow. Again, we're we're listening to the physician. They're verbalizing out loud what they're what they're thinking as they go through the exam, and uh, and then our with those patterns and 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 uh, concepts we've built, we are generating what we believe their intent is, and then we use the 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 QA person in the loop to ensure that that's done uh, accurately. We also have the audio file, so we're listening to that, and our QA individuals, our reviewers, if you will, are listening to that to ensure that uh, everything is is accurate. And then we generate a full, complete uh, uh, billable note, and uh, and then that is uploaded into the EHR. Great, okay, now that makes makes a lot of sense. And then, as far as it getting uploaded into the EHR with the quality assurance person in the background, what sort of time frame is a physician looking at when they want to review those notes that have been transcribed and analyzed and, and using this technology? How long does that sort of take to get into the chart? So, yeah, that, that's really up to them. Uh, what we, we offer multiple different uh, turnaround times. We can, we can serve it up immediately if they need to. Uh, we, can, we have kind of an end-of-day model, and then we have a next-day which is the old uh, transcription model, and uh, you know, our one of our, um, our our missions with this is really drive down the cost and offer this solution, and you know, it's a de- democratized uh, platform that everyone, every physician uh, can afford, and uh, you know, to do that, uh, we have to have multiple different uh, models, economical models, and uh, for the most part. Uh, the, you know, I don't know if you've tracked some of the trends when the average physician doesn't get their note signed off on within, uh, usually within 24 to 48 hours, uh, hmm. despite contrary to, you know, popular belief. And, uh, so we're already, uh, you know, sur- uh, surpassing that by getting it same day or even immediate. Gotcha. The, the other part of this is, you know, uh, Kara has the ability to, uh, perform, tasks like creating orders or pending orders rather and um, orders like meds uh, diagnostic tests like MRI or CT and uh, uh, we also have the ability to refer to a specialist or for to physical therapy or something so those are uh, functions above and beyond what like a traditional speech rec system would would offer you that's that's yeah no that's really great to be able to sort of control those um those tasks that a physician would have to do on a regular basis. I've often thought about that, that a voice, you know, a great voice assistant would be able to listen to me say, you know, I want this x-ray requisition done for so-and-so and and for this body part and it would just be done and that would be fantastic. So that's a really nice, uh, nice feature as well. Um, What's your take on, you know, using the phone versus some of the more popular voice assistants, uh, you know, some of the hardware that's out there right now, Alexa, Google Assistant, even Siri, that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah, no, th- that, that's a great question. And I use those products in my personal life and, and I love them. Um, so the, the, the couple of things and uh, when we when we think about this, this problem, uh, physicians move around a lot. 
they they move from room to room. Uh, certainly, s- surgical specialties might be in the OR half a day. And the one constant is they have their phone with them. They're available for texts, calls, emergencies. And uh, so it's just a, it's a very uh, easy platform just to run over a consumer uh, smartphone. It, get, it just gives us flexibility and doesn't require you know a dedicated power supply, for example. So you're not limited by by um, by loca- geographic location and or just you know uh, uh, enough of the hardware to be put in enough rooms. So this kind of mitigates that problem. Uh, and um, you know the the uh, the other thing the 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 sound sensitivity on the smartphones is is very good. It's not as great as like an Alexa bi-directional mic, but it's very, very good, you know, within six to nine feet. And that's, that gives us uh, enough clear audio to be able to uh, generate a, a note using the AI platform. That's great. And with the technology that you are using, you know, what are the accuracy rates? Like how does that compare to industry standards and, and that sort of thing? Well, uh, you know, speech recognition itself on the front has been out for 15 years. It's uh, like 98, 99 99% accurate. And so we have really good accuracy in the front end. In terms of the output of the note, uh, we we can ensure day one it's 100% and primarily because of the augmented um, uh, architecture we have on our platform. And over just a short uh, period of weeks uh, upon coming on board with Sekera, uh, the learning on the platform is, is really astounding. Um, and so, but the, the, again, to the back in the background, all this is transparent to the user. So day one for them, they're, they're having an automated experience with very high accuracy, um, equal or better than, than speed track. And here's another interesting thing we found, uh, Terry, that, uh, Many of the EMRs, and I'll speak about the, you know, the United States, um, because they were the genesis of them was, uh, you know, the High Tech Act and the federal stimulus and, and, and much of it's a billing and scheduling platform. The much of the, 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 the color detail of the history for a patient is lost in a lot of EHRs because mm-hmm. most physicians are really pressed for time and they're clicking through as fast as they can to get to the note and try to preserve good, you know, patient eye contact. And as a result, a lot of the uh, color in you know, the background of the patient and their family history and what, uh, you know, what some relevant information is lost. Simple mm-hmm. things like just smoking sensation right. are not in the EHR. And so the, although we're in this age of, of, you know, having structured data and, and you know, extracting it for meaning purposes, because the... Uh, because of the, the unwillingness of most EHRs, some of this, a lot of this rich clinical information is missing. And, and so this we found is that uh, by having natural, you know, an, a clinical language understanding that we're actually capturing much richer uh, clinical information at the point of care. That's really interesting because I can tell you again from personal experience, I'm going through a conversation with a patient. Maybe I'm seeing them about something you know, something like an ankle sprain, but in the course of that conversation, they mentioned how they did that ankle sprain and they were doing something, which is nice to know about the patient in terms of their lifestyle, but it may not get recorded in the context of how we're treating this ankle sprain. And right. so, um, yeah, that's a really nice feature. 
Yeah, it's something we didn't expect, and we've been told over and over again by providers um, how it's improved that. So we're delighted. So I think there's a there's a quality aspect to the 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 note as well. Yeah, fantastic. And I just want to pick up on something I believe you said earlier is that this works with any EMR. Is that correct? It, it does. So uh, we 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 have a um, uh, agnostic EHR uh, interface engine, um, and we we can integrate. With uh, all the HRs in a number of ways, uh, we preferred the API approach because it, it allows for some very advanced uh, functionality. But uh, w- w- many of the health systems we're working with now, this is this is kind of you know a greenfield. And but the the problem is is epidemic, you know, namely burnout and bottlenecks and inefficiencies. So many of them will want to do a limited rollout in the form of a pilot. And when you do a pilot, uh, the time and expense to integrate to the HR is, is, is it's a long runway. And IT resources in most health systems are um, in high demand. And so we're able to mitigate that right out of the, right out of the gate by uh, simply uh, uh, pushing and pulling from the EHR uh, in the background manually without the need of interface. So uh, we tell our customers that want to uh, pilot or do a limited rollout that you know we can get them up and running in a very short time frame because of that uh, capability. Right, right. No, that's great. Which, which is highly unusual in yeah. the IT uh, realm and in, in healthcare. Sure, sure. No, absolutely, absolutely. I, I'm I'm well aware of that, and I think you're absolutely that. If you can do that and get people up running very quickly, then that's fantastic. Um, Maybe the last area just to touch on, and you, and you just sort of touched on a little bit there, was the whole idea of physician burnout because we've talked a lot about the technology, but ultimately, um, as, as I mentioned, you know, for me, this would be like this would be a dream come true if I can have the, the platform that integrates with my EHR that takes away the requirement for me to look at my screen and just talk to the patient and move on. It takes the probably the biggest burden as myself, and I know a lot of physicians would feel this way in terms of having to record everything and all the paperwork and the charting and mm-hmm. the physician burnout that goes with that. And I know that that ultimately is the is the uh, the problem that you guys are trying to address. Can you maybe just speak a little bit more about that in terms of Sekera's take on that and and why this is such an important area for you guys to tackle? Sure. Um, you know, we're not uh, burnout uh, experts by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I will tell you it it is uh, front and center in most of the health systems we're working with, and um, it's it's a public health crisis. Uh, if you if you're not aware of some of the stats, uh, more than 50% of physicians um, are either burned out or experiencing burnout. Two thirds won't recommend the profession, and considering most physicians uh, get into medicine for altruistic reasons and uh, to help humanity, it's just really uh, uh, sad the way that uh, uh, they've really been, um, that, you know, their role, their uh, value has been diminished, unfortunately, in some health systems um, for a number of reasons. So uh, not all, certainly not all the physicians that we're working with uh, are burnout. I, at a minimum, they, they, they feel constrained. There's bottlenecks. Uh, they're, they're, highly, they're, they're frustrated by the clicking and distractions. Um, but what we do is uh, we give them their time back and uh, we help, as a result, help improve their quality of life. And for, for some physicians, it means I get to have dinner with my family when I get home tonight. Uh, and, you know, for others, it's I get to go to my son's basketball game. Right. 
for so those are the, the most near and dear to our heart. And you know, I would say the large majority of primary care and internal med physicians uh, experience this the most uh, because they're in clinic every day, mm-hmm. and the reimbursements here in the U.S. aren't as great as some of the surgery subspecialties. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the uh, surgery groups we work with have uh, a variety of different motivations and, and challenges, uh, but the the number one thing they'll tell us is that um, that the the EHR for them is is very difficult. Uh, that it, it it's a it's a productivity paradox. It it never improved that, and if they could go back to paper, they'd be happier that way. That's what we hear. So uh, we give them their time back uh, with what they can do with that is a number of things. Obviously, I mentioned a couple on the home and personal life. For some, it's just eliminating the, all, all the uh, cognitive distractions during the encounter and just really listening better and being able to just have great eye contact. And, and um, uh, for, for, other that mean, for others, that means I can, see, you know, I, can, I can spend more time with patients or I can just see more patients. And if you're, you know, an in-demand surgeon, that might mean you're able, able to open up some more surgery days with the same uh, clinic workload that you that you previously had. Um, on average, we're cutting their documentation time by 70%. Mm. And um, so that that really opens up the doors uh, for um, other other activities that they can take care of that they couldn't otherwise. That's fantastic. Well, that's great. And like I said at the opening, um you know, this, and it's not just me, I've heard this from a couple of people, this is the holy grail of, uh, you know, the, the problem to solve yeah. for physicians. So you're working in a great area, and uh, boy, I wish you all the best with this. Uh, it sounds like it's a really, really exciting uh, company to be part of and doing some great work. So um, please let the listeners know how they can learn more about uh, what you're doing and the company and so on. Where are some good resources for them to go? Sure, yeah. Well, so we're based up in Seattle, and... Um, you can reach out to us on our website. It's www.saykara, it's S-A-Y-K-A-R-A.com. And, uh, or you can email me uh, at uh, ryan at saykara.com uh, or just click and request a demo on our website as well. Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks again, Ryan. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to continue to follow along and see what you guys do. Um, like I said, excellent work, and um, I wish you all the best. Continue uh, going forward here with with Sekera. Thank you, Terry. It's a pleasure to uh, spend time with your audience, and hope to meet them when I'm out on the road. Fantastic. All right, take care. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, like I said, I'm really excited about the type of work that Ryan and the rest of the Sekera team uh, are doing. They are tackling an incredibly important issue in medical documentation, and they're certainly going headfirst into trying to deal with one of the biggest pain points for physicians. So I wish them all the best, and uh, I encourage you to follow along with what they are doing at their website. And of course, you can access the links to the various resources that Ryan mentioned on the show notes page for this episode. That you can find at voicefirsthealth.com slash 32 voicefirsthealth.com slash 32. Once again, a big, big thank you to Ryan for spending some of his time uh, with you and with me uh, so that we can learn more about what he is doing. We have another great episode coming up next week. I hope you'll tune in then. Uh, In the meantime, if you have not had a chance to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast player, it is very much appreciated if you are able to do that. It does help our podcast to be found by other people like you who have an interest in voice technology and healthcare. Talk to you again next week. 